In the land of selling, there is always fear. How to deal with problems can be unclear. Or maybe it's you that holds the key. And that's what Bill and Brian are here to see. Welcome back, everybody, to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest-running sales training podcast in sales training podcast history. My name is Brian Neal. I'm Bill Kasky. And we are here every week. We're glad you've joined us. We're on the road. If you want us to come see you, a lot of you have, more of you shall, send us an email, listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. Put in the subject line, come see us, and we will share with you how we come and blow away your sales team at their sales meeting. Blown Jan- away. January and February, we love California and Florida. We do. Yeah. Love them. And Florida. Yeah. And uh, where else? Aruba. Oh, South Carolina. I'd go there. Cancun. Yeah. National sales meeting. That would be fun. Oh, it? that would be oh, good. Oh, my gosh. We got to do that. Uh, hey, I was messing around on a flight. And just for fun, I Googled best sales podcast of 2018. And guess what happened, Bill? We were nowhere to we, we were we were I was pleasantly surprised where we landed. We we're on all of these nice people's lists. And you know, we we're talking in the show notes, I'm talking to Bill, and Bill's like, you know, can we not brag on ourselves so much? I'm like, we're not bragging on ourselves. These are other people's opinions. That's true. This isn't my list, this isn't our list. But I Googled uh, best sales podcast twenty eighteen, according to Aptus, A P T T U S dot com. Tim Ferriss is number one. Guess who's number two? ASP. Advanced Selling Podcast. Guess who's number three? The Harvard Business Review IdeaCast. Uh, that's good company that's, that's there. That's really, really, really good, good company, company, really. And here's one. We've all heard of this company before. HubSpot. If you go to HubSpot and look on HubSpot's website uh-huh. for the best sales podcast, guess who's number two? ASP. The Advanced Selling Podcast. There we are. What other? What are we at? That's oh. really good. No, HubSpot, it's great. Is, HubSpot is really big. Yes, there's I mean, some that, really that's nice. A, um, and, and it's a good company, too. I've, we've t- spoken to some people at HubSpot. They're good. good and I, I love, too, that the Sales Hacker is another group that's a really good group to follow if you don't. But they did a list of 40. Uh, we're, on, we're number three on their list. Number one on Sales Hacker's list mm-hmm. is the Sales Hacker <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so course, what we need course. to do is we need to make our own the, list, yeah. the advanced selling podcast list of the best selling podcasts in the country. We'll be number eight on our list. And we <laughs> <laughs> last, dead last. Yeah. Well, okay. we had uh, Feedspot, which is uh, a, somebody who called us and said that you, we did the, a rating of the top 15 or top yeah. 12, and we came out number one on Feedspot, feedspot.com. Hey. And they do a series of uh, top 15 podcasts in health and wellness and sales and leadership. And we were number numero uno. On That's that good. So I have one, so one area where I was a little saddened, though. When you're on these lists, you're like, hey, we must be doing something good. Because it's a group that I think is really good. There's a company called Drift. Drift.com okay. yeah. is really yeah. nice solutions for salespeople. And I think, I think they're really good. I looked on there. I'm like, oh, maybe we're on Drift site because I really love them. We're not. We're not. So maybe this is a campaign. Were you sad? I was a little sad. I felt, I felt a little left out. I think we do okay, you people at Drift. So anybody that listens that uh, is, works at Drift, tell whoever makes your list. We need to at least get on somewhere in the top. What are they at? Uh, top uh, fifteen or so? We didn't make the top fifteen. No, not not for drift. drift. That's and right. You say this is a good outfit, and I just gave him an I just gave him an, a, a mention. That was a free mention too, eh? Yep. 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 All right. So before we start today, we I know we've said this in the past couple episodes. Got a new partner, CardsDirect.com. 
They are a new uh, advertising partner on the podcast. The fact is we live in a digital age, but prospects and customers are craving something more personal. Greeting cards are tangible, friendly, and memorable, and they leave a longer lasting impression than anything digital. As a sales professional, you can do greeting card marketing in conjunction with your digital marketing. And you know what's coming soon, Brian? What's that? The holidays. (laughs) It's perfectly timed to create custom cards for your prospects, your customers, your partners. I've noticed more and more people over the years are doing Thanksgiving cards or gratitude cards around that time. It's a good choice. One thing I love about Cards Direct is they will even address and stamp the envelopes for you. Mm. Do you still have your envelopes I and do. cards in your I briefcase? sure do. Okay. There, yeah. You said that you would. So The best part is advanced selling podcast listeners can go to cardsdirect.com slash ASP for a 25% off your order plus free shipping. That's cardsdirect.com forward slash ASP to get 25%. So reach out to the good people at cardsdirect.com. Uh, you mentioned holidays in the read there, Bill. And uh, speaking of holidays, it's holiday week. This is Halloween week. And I don't know if uh, people around the globe celebrate Halloween. I need to fact check that. Doug Drozen. He misses last fact check, by the way. Hey, Doug. Didn't we we <laughs> haven't did. fact checked something. He didn't he did. send it back. He usually sends it back right after we stop recording. Like he gets it in the <laughs> We haven't even released the episode. Um, but Halloween is coming up here in the United States. I think they have it in other places. It, and and I, it's not my favorite holiday at all. Mm. Not my deal. wonder what, why is that? Because it's not know. mine either. Well, I think part my deal, I'm a Christmas person. Yeah. In fact, I was uh, at my game. I had a game in Denver this past weekend. And it was 27 degrees in October. Very rare thing yeah. out there. Um, but just to get the the crew in the mood, I put on a little Christmas music in the pregame oh, meeting. You? Yeah, just because it just felt right. It just felt right. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's kind of in the way of the real holidays. The Halloween is. I don't know. I just. But it's an indicator that those are coming. It is. So yeah. It's the last stop yeah. between. Okay. Here we go. Real holidays. But be uh, go ahead. Yeah. I, I like the. I like it when kids come to the door. I like that part of it. Giving out candy. Yeah. Eating. Eat, yeah. Give out two. Eat one. Yes. <laughs> but I don't like the. Dra- I don't dress up. I, I just. Yeah. I, I used to dress up with I, this. Uh, yeah. Gee. This, you know what a gi I is? Don't. It's a karate outfit, white, oh, yeah. a white robe yeah. with a belt, yeah. Yeah. and with a very non-politically correct Asian mask. <laughs> oh no! With no, these no, big, no. thick no. glasses, no. No. and no. I would scare people. Not didn't today. like that. No, interesting. <laughs> I to retired see that a few. What years happens? Ago. Yeah, Halloween these days with the political well, correctness in the world. Like, what are you allowed to go yeah. as? Like, yeah, you, you got to be really. What careful. are you? Yeah. I am myself. Uh, it, I read a I read a poll the other day that. of just the general U.S. population is fed up with political correctness. Oh, no kidding. 80%. I wouldn't have thought it would have been that high. I thought that's really high. That's really high. I mean, you can't get 80% of people to agree on anything. No. But um, so maybe we're turning a corner. We can go back and and be rude Uh, to each other. So. Speaking so uh, so we thought about for a Halloween themed episode, and we can you know at some point I think we've done a Halloween episode in the past. We played uh, uh, who sings uh, Monster Mash? Um, It's uh, Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kicker Five, I believe. Isn't it Boris Pickett? Pickett. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is Boris Pickett uh, who sings Monster Mash. So we thought about the idea and something we all deal with in sales is uh, what scares us. We want to talk about fear in the sales process, and we're going to riff on a little bit about where it comes from, first of all, and I'm assuming everyone listening to this has been scared in the sales realm at mm-hmm. some point. They have, whether it's their job, 
that what they're doing, it doesn't matter. They're, at some point, they've had anxiety, mm-hmm. fear to get up in the morning, fear to make a call, something like that. But where does that come from in sales, and why? What? What? Why do I have it? And then what can I do about it? So that's mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about today. So if you look at the numbers of people in the U.S. B two B who make quota, mm-hmm. it's fifty percent. Oh. So only 50% of people actually make quotas. So this is the time of year where I think people are probably feeling a little fear that they're looking at what they need to do and it's not not happening for them. So that might be another macro fear. It's not micro fear about the sales process. It's just looking at my business opportunities and not seeing them. Hmm. Interesting. That's lower than I thought, 50%. I know. know. That's a Gallup or Harris or... Bill Kasky. I think it, and I think this stems, this all, this whole fear thing always starts with you as an individual. So if you're listening to this episode right now, you're running, you're driving down, getting ready to go on sales calls, it's, you're, you're hopefully examining yourself and going, where do I get scared? Because it's yeah. interesting to me, some people get scared in different places in the process. Um, some people have no fear around the front end, the calling and that sort of thing. And some people are really, really scared of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then others, I think, fear the money conversation. So when it comes to talk about the economics of the deal, when pricing comes up, they fear that part. Um, I think the w- trick one to this whole thing is recognizing in the stages where you're most susceptible to your fears, that sort of thing. So if I'm self-analyzing that, uh, I'm, I would be more fearful of that uh, anything that's front-end cold is not my bag mm-hmm. at all. I, do, I just don't like so that cold at calling, all. Cold calling is not my out. thing. Yeah. It, it, it gives me anxiety. Uh, I just don't like it. It's just not my thing. That's my number one thing. Mm-hmm. I also then, I have a fear at the end when I get the deal of the implementation. It's sort of like, oh, oh my gosh, I actually won this mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh God, I hope I can deliver it, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So those are my two biggest fear points, kind of the beginning and the end, which is mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I get, I get a little. Once I get a deal, I kind of get nervous and anxious. And but don't you think the the beginning? Because I have that same anxiety, but I don't know that it's I don't know that it's fear of being rejected. I almost feel for me like it's fear of wasting time. Yes, because it's it's such a long, laborious process. You're going to call a hundred people. And I, I haven't done this in. I don't know that I've ever, I've never called a hundred people as long as they've been in this business. I'm not yeah. talking per day, I'm talking ever. <laughs> but but I know there, there's the notion out there that sales leaders and managers will say, hey, you have to do a certain amount of behavior each day, each yeah. week, 20 calls or whatever it is. But I find it to be a laborious and, and wasteful. And so the question is, is there, are there better ways to do that? Yeah. You've found better ways to do that. So you don't have to do what is not pleasant to you no, for whatever correct. reason it's not pleasant. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. And then I also, so you have to examine yourself. I think that's one. And then I wrote down too where these things come from. They, they almost all stem from, from attachment to something. Mm -hmm. So the fear will typically be an attachment to a a thing, a thing or a person. So it could be attachment to my reputation. It could be attachment to, um, I put down attachment to winning and losing. I think a lot of salespeople suffer from that, that they think that if they lose a deal, it reflects on them as humans, that they're a loser. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of just lost a deal. Uh, I heard a, a quarterback this morning, a retired quarterback who was in the NFL for a really long time, talking about um, this Mahomes fella from the Chiefs. And he was commenting on you know what he's like. And this guy had backed up several Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Mm. He said the one trait they all have in common is they have no memory, good or bad. Mm. 
all of them. And yeah. these are these are names. He listed a bunch of names of people that you and I have heard of. They're Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And he said that's they all have the same trait. They have no memory, good or bad. Yeah. Does that make sense? Even from the within the game. Within the that's within, what he meant. Oh, that's what okay, he was saying. Okay. Yeah. You know, he was saying in the game. Like literally yeah. um that they, they, they literally they throw a bad throw and they've forgotten about it. Yeah. And it, they and oh, you it, have to. They throw yeah. a great throw and they've forgotten about it. They yeah. just move on it's to the next, next down. It's it is. Next it's a yeah. real interesting idea. I think uh, a lot of times people are anxious about getting to another level inside the prospect company, that that whole idea oh, of who's good. the decision maker. Because yeah. how, really ti- how many times, and what's the number now? I just saw it the other day, um, Brian it's Gray. Fun. Yeah, it's, it's, for, it's, it's from it's the like, challengers. It's from the people at CEB, their newest stat. It was 5.8. There are 5.8 over people. It's over, yes. Yeah. And I'd always heard four to six. It's pe- whatever people it involved in the decision of a, of a business-to-business sale, yeah. of the buying side. Yeah. Now, I, I feel like that's pretty high. I mean, yeah. six over six. But whatever it is, four, five, six, it means that there's other people. Yes. And I think a lot of times when we coach people and we've, we share a couple of clients is there's a constant battle to engage <clears throat> more people and higher level people in the process. Yes. And it's difficult to do. And there's an anxiety that comes along with, well, I need to talk to your president or I need to talk to the VPs. Yeah. And there's that, that anxiety is, well, the person's not going to like me because they're thinking I'm trying to get over their head or go over their head. Or yes. Something. So you've got to figure that out because if you're calling on one and there's five people that hold your fate... You're screwed completely. That's uh, that's such a deal. Here's another one just popped in my head from that because I'm thinking, where does that come from? I think people are scared to not know things. They're they're mm-hmm. fearful of that. Um, they're afraid that if they get asked a question they don't know the answer to, that that's bad, and they therefore will have to they'll over prep for something, or worse than that, they'll procrastinate an action because they don't know everything yet, yeah. or they're not sure that sort of thing. And I think uh, we're going to do an episode. I think here in a couple of weeks about not knowing and being mm-hmm. comfortable with that. But I think that's a huge fear of the feel. I, I ask people when I'm coaching them on that, I'm like, so what are you afraid of with that? Well, I'm afraid they'll, they'll look stupid. They'll look stupid. I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? Look stupid. Yeah. That You look stupid when you know everything, don't you think? You do. I mean, literally, I think people that have an answer for everything yeah. look stupid. Yeah. People on the other side of that, like, you're, you're an idiot. You think you know everything and you don't. That that's the problem I have with over preparation. I know sales managers love you know get prepared, do the research, but it will jack you up. Yeah, because you start to assume things. You start to assume, hey, what you read on their website is actually true, which it rarely is. Who yes. puts the truth on their freaking website? <laughs> Nobody does. But uh, also, you you now start to lead them. You start to say, well, they've got this problem. It was on their website, so I'm going to ask questions that lead them to a certain place, and that's yes. awful. That's it is. So I don't. I mean, I think it's a Good to understand where the company is. If you're going to see them, it's good to know the address. <laughs> but it's good to know what industry they're in and who their competitors are. Yeah, there are some things, but don't get too don't get too jacked up about seven hours of research on a company. No, and, d- and don't worry that you're not you're just not going to know everything. No. You're just not, and uh, people don't expect you to. That's the other thing. It's just a myth. I think uh, I've got a couple things written down here on some causes, and that is, I think we are striving to to feel okay. And to feel good about ourselves, that anything that puts us in danger of that, yeah. we we resist like the, oh, pl- good. Like the plague, like the bubonic. Is it bubonic? I think it's bubonic. I've buttressed. I don't think there's an L. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people like the buttress conversation Lots from a few did. weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, my domestic partner <laughs> called me on that one in a text trail. She said, "I'm, I'm using." You said something with buttress. I'm like, "What is buttress?" 
<laughs> she's like, it's, she's like, I heard on a podcast. I'm like, which one? She goes, yours. And I'm like, oh, jeez. I forgot that we even said that. The that was one? funny. No, the yeah, language. that was really funny. But I think we're striving to feel okay. And so anything that puts us in danger of feeling not okay, like asking yeah. to talk to the president and we get told no. Or yeah. Yeah. asking to... Uh, to want to talk about money at the right time, and we're yeah. told no, or we're we're told your price is too high. All the so above. It's whole, that whole okay, not okay thing that always raises its little head up. Yeah, yeah. This uh, is good. So good topic. Yeah, I, I, I agree. What, so what, what one little takeaway thing. <laughs> I'm afraid of ending this episode. It's so good. I'm, I uh, I would give counsel to everybody. Just do a little self-assessment on this deal. If nothing more from this episode, you get a self, some self-awareness. And if you're a sales manager listening, great little discussion topic for your team to say, hey, gang, what are we afraid of and why are we afraid of it? Then you can process it going forward. I know we didn't give you a lot of answers in today's episode, but that's okay. I think that awareness is a really valuable thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you do that, sales leaders, you're going to have to set the stage because people don't like to yeah. <laughs> uh, reveal fear no. unless you, and maybe you do, maybe that's a good, good way to start it. So anyways, Brian said earlier, if you want to have us out, bring us out, you can send us an email to listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com, put in the subject line, come see us, and we'd be uh, glad to start the conversation at least. We're booking now for the end of this year, and we're probably more looking toward January and February right now, leadership and sales retreats and meetings and strategic planning and things like that. So make sure you do that. Also, join our LinkedIn group. We're almost to 10,000. We're going to have to give an award to the 10,000. We'll have to figure that out. That'd be fine. I mean, we're... Just really a hundred or so from like probably 10, this week. Yeah. So go to advancedsellingpodcast.com slash LinkedIn. That takes you directly to the group and join up and give us some feedback and comments. And until next time, Brian Neal. It's good having you on today, Brian. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Bill. It's okay. You can you can be a guest anytime on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. See you All next right, time. Bye.